From the Ohio School Boards Association, the recognized and respected voice of public education, this is Leading the Way. And welcome to Leading the Way. I'm Scott Kerfin, Communication Manager at OSBA. I'm very excited because this is Season 1, Episode 1 of our monthly podcast. We've been looking at new ways to reach our members. And when you think about it, you can listen to a podcast on the go while you're in the car, uh, out for a walk in an airplane. I personally listen while I'm working out. I love to listen to a lot of podcasts. So we're going to hope, or we hope that you find the time to uh, listen to this podcast throughout the year and let us know what you think. We're always here to help you with anything that you need. So uh, more than 400 new school board members raised their right hand this month as they took the oath of office and became part of a leadership team. We're going to begin with OSBA's uh, Director of Board and Management Services, Cheryl Ryan, and OSBA's Membership Retention and Engagement Consultant, Mark Bobo. And we're going to talk about beginning that boardmanship journey and how we here at OSBA can help those new members. And also Dr. Kathy McFarlane, OSBA's Deputy Chief Executive, she's going to join us later and we're going to talk about social emotional learning, why it's important and why every school district in the state should be focused on it. So let's welcome in Cheryl Ryan and Mark Bobo. Thanks guys for being here. Thanks for joining me on this first episode of our podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Scott. And Cheryl, you know, you were a school board member in Hilliard City Schools. Serving as a board member can be challenging, but also I think you found that it can be one of the most fulfilling responsibilities that you'll ever experience. I imagine these new board members have butterflies thinking, oh my gosh, where do I start? What What is your advice as a new board member? You were a new board member once. What What is your advice as you start down this journey? You know, my, my best advice is to come into boardmanship uh, with a very open mind. I have found in my experience and my own experience as a board member was that most new board members are really familiar with their school district in a number of ways. They are, they are parents in the district. They are volunteers. Sometimes they are business owners or grandparents, and, but, but they've had a lot of experience with a district from whatever perspective they've come from. And so coming into the district, I think it's natural for new board members to believe they know how certain things run and how certain things operate. And what I would really encourage board members to, to really understand is that there is likely lots and lots and lots that they didn't know because they didn't need to, and they didn't need to understand the perspective of the board member or the perspective of the school board's attorney or the perspective of the treasurer. So my, my best advice is to be very open-minded and, and to educate yourself about the key pieces of data and information you should get familiar with that you might not have been familiar with before. And I think that information can come from within the school board office and it can also come from external sources. A lot of these members, too, during their campaigns probably had a lot of platforms and, and spoke out about what they wanted to do, what they wanted to change. But I think they probably need to remember that they're joining a team and they're going to be part of a team. And that's a lot different, isn't it? Sure, it's really different. And we often say, you know, your opinion as a person, your personal idea, your personal opinion is, is a very important uh, ingredient in the stew 
which is discussed at a board meeting um, and results in the final product, that final product being the decision of the full board. So uh, OSBA, we as an association, we, we represent all the public school board members here in the state, and we're here to help. What are some of the things that you feel that these new board members can take advantage of? We have so many resources on our website, ohioschoolboards.org. We have lots and lots of resources on almost every topic available. And we have school board attorneys. We have legislative advocates. We have communications experts, uh, strategic planning consultants. We do community surveys. So almost any service that a school board member might want to learn more about or information they might want to learn more about is available at OSBA. And, and if it's not available at OSBA, usually someone here can direct them to others in the state that would be great uh, sources of information for them. Finally, I, I know there's so many things that we could touch on, but what are some of your final just pieces of advice that you, I know you talked some about it, but if, if you were to uh, sit down with a new board member, what are some of the things you might tell them? I, w- I would tell them that um, they need to be armed with good information, that oftentimes prior to being a board member, you have pieces of the story, but not the whole story. And throughout their tenure as a board member to to, um, make sure they're making decisions based on real information and solid evidence. So conversations with other board members, with administrators, understanding your contracts in your district, having access and having read um, your, uh, your union contracts, sometimes that's one or two, or in some districts, four contracts, understanding your policy manual. There are so many in pieces of information that will make board members feel like they're having conversations and making decisions based on real evidence. So, Mark, you're the membership and engagement consultant. Uh, you're going to be speaking with a lot of these new board members. And I know you wanted to talk about something, and this is something OSBA did, started last year, our mm-hmm. passport program uh, stops for the new board member journey. This is something I think a lot of new board members took advantage of last year. It was very successful for us. Kind of give our listeners an idea of what this is and how they can use it to help them be successful. Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with everything that Cheryl shared, uh, but particular, uh, she talked about arming school board members with the right information. It's really critical, uh, certainly in leadership, uh, to make sure that you have the right information for the right sources to make sure that you're making sound decisions. And what uh, OSBA has done, uh, as as was mentioned, there's numerous products and services that we offer, but we've actually drilled down specifically for the new board member to try to make uh, a real impact on the information that they're receiving there as they start this journey. Uh, So we did create the new new board member uh, passport, and it actually features stops uh, where we encourage our new board members to participate uh, in, in workshops and uh, conferences that we feel like are helpful specifically to new board members. For example, uh, coming up in February, we have the school finance uh, one-on-one workshop, uh, which focuses on the uh, school finance component, which obviously can sometimes be a complicated subject, but it's a full-day uh, workshop uh, that we're offering on, on February 28th. We also have our regional conferences. You know, OSBA is a, a region association. And uh, we have five regions and we encourage our new board members to actually get active in there on the region level. Uh, there's a lot of support for new board members right in this area in which they live. And OSBA uh, fully supports that and uh, 
And we actually encourage uh, that regional participation. One thing I wanted to talk about these mm-hmm. regional conferences, and we have them twice a year. We have them in the spring right. and the fall. Yeah. These are really, the thing that I hear from board members are mm-hmm. these are great places to meet yes. other board members in your region yes. that you and exchange ideas. Yes. And so what, what I love about the regional conferences is that you have a diaspora uh, of districts there. So you may have rural, suburban, urban, all in the same region, and you're able to get varied perspectives. So uh, I think a lot of times when you serve in leadership, it's important to have perspectives at the table uh, to be able to influence your thoughts and influence some of the decisions that you may make. And what you often find is that some of the issues that you're dealing with in your district is happening right down the street in, a, in the very next district. So those regional conferences are a great opportunity to network and uh, expand your capacity uh, in regards to your leadership practice. Uh, also, I see a stop number four is the mm-hmm. state legislative conference. But right. Our legislative team here is superb. Yes. And the information that they share. And that that's really important, too, mm-hmm. for a new member to get involved in our ag- advocacy efforts. Certainly. Say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Um, you know, as you said, our team here, our legislative team is, is superb, uh, top notch, and they work every day. Uh, to make inroads and advocate on behalf of school boards, which ultimately makes out the best practices for our students. Uh, but at the state legislative conference, you, you get an opportunity to hear directly from our legislative team, from from legislators uh, that are that are impacting the policies and the procedures that are implemented um, on the district level. So that state uh, legislative conference is critical. Comes up on March 18th uh, here in Columbus at the Sheraton, uh, and that's a really critical conference uh, for new board members to attend. And I finally want to mention very quickly uh, the preeminent board leadership institute. Uh, that BLI is the conference that is created by board members for right. board members. This is specifically done uh, to make a difference for board members. And we bring the minds of board members to the table as we're planning it. Uh, BLI is something that every board member should be at, but most especially our new board members. That is definitely somewhere they want to be. And Cheryl, I know you can speak to that too yeah. because you help organize. Are you organizing and we get all the topics together? And just uh, briefly, just tell us a little about you. You try. You always don't try. You do keep the, the topics are very current on what board members are dealing with, right? Yeah, you know, and Mark is exactly right about the BLI being about board members and for board members and by board members. So every year at our Capital Conference, we host a focus group where any board member can come and participate specifically to share with us what they'd like to learn about at the Board Leadership Institute. And we use that information to make sure that what we offer at BLI uh, this year on May 1st and 2nd to is is very current and very much dedicated strictly to their needs, not the needs um, that are also important, but not the needs in this case of administrators or teachers or principals, but just of board members. And uh, last but not least, stop number six yes. is the uh, OSBA Capital Conference and Trade Show, Indeed. which always comes in November, and we have nine thousand people that yes. attend that event every year, and obviously that's. Uh, Something I know a lot of board members who were elected in November got they come yes. out before yes. they even take the oath of office. Right. Uh, they came to the last conference. Yeah, we had a lot of board member elects present at uh, Capital Conference this year. And of course, I like to call the Capital Conference the granddaddy of them all. But it's the, <laughs> it, it is the conference, educational conference uh, of, of, the, uh, of the top one of the country. But yeah, Capital Conference, you know, we, we bring together uh, experts, uh, breakout sessions, over 170 oh, yeah. breakout sessions this year. And that conference really uh, is an opportunity for one to learn, grow, and develop 
over a two and a half day period. Uh, I always uh, take my hat off to Cheryl and, and, and the rest of the team because it, they have so much information, so much impactful information in such a short amount of time. Uh, so Capital Conference this year is November 8th through the 10th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. And uh, I'm hoping to see every, all of our board members there. Finally, uh, how does one go about getting getting this passport? So go to the website, ohioschoolboards.org uh, slash workshops. And they'll be able to start there and be able to see the new mem- new board member passport journey. Uh, and we also, what we've done is actually created a new board member package uh, that will be in the mail uh, that actually has their passport in there and some other vital information in regards to their journey with the OSBA. So we're excited about our new board members and we're happy to help anyone that we can. Cheryl, Mark, thanks for joining me and taking some time. I'm sure you're going to be in other episodes as we go down the road this year, but I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And we look forward to meeting all of our new board members. Coming up, OSBA Deputy Chief Executive Dr. Kathy McFarlane is going to join us. She's very familiar with social emotional learning, and she's going to talk about why every school district should be familiar with it too. More on that coming up right here on Leading the Way. Student transportation is a tremendous responsibility for school boards. Not only does it involve a fleet of buses and drivers, but also careful planning and an awareness of numerous laws, rules, and regulations. OSBA has the transportation professionals to help you with everything from safety to efficiency. Let our experts help guide your transportation operation. To learn more, visit ohioschoolboards.org or call 614-540-4000. Welcome back to Leading the Way, the Ohio School Boards Association's monthly podcast. I want to welcome in Dr. Kathy McFarland, OSBA's Deputy Chief Executive, to talk about an important topic, and it's one that touches every school district, and that's social-emotional learning. We hear a lot about that these days. And why Why is that, Kathy? First of all, thank you for um, having me on your your show. So that is a really great question. And, and I love the fact that you emphasize that um, this topic touches every district because it really does. So today, I think we're going to be spending some time talking about social emotional learning um, and mental health um, needs of our students. And um, I think that the question about why why is this topic hit every district is because every district that we have have students um, in their schools. And, and, and right now we're really focusing on um, how important it is to meet the needs of our students um, in the social emotional learning arena and also in their mental health needs. So when we hear the words social emotional learning, what what does that mean? What does that encompass? Okay, so that's a that's another great question. So there's a behavioral continuum, um, and if you think of a, a, a line, you have social emotional learning, things like um, self awareness, um, self management, time management. Um, I get upset, and, and these are the things that I tell myself to make sure that I kind of settle down, um, and maybe I don't yell at somebody, or um, I'm aware of my feelings right now, I acknowledge my feelings, and maybe that's why I'm having a bad day. Those are a lot of the things, um, words like um, perseverance, resilience, grit, That's a, that was a big word <laughs> uh, the last couple of years, um, are, are, are all wrapped up in that social-emotional learning. Um, to me, when you start moving down that behavioral continuum, then you start getting into your mental health um, 
areas as far as um, things from anxiety to depression um, to um, bipolar. Um, there's just a, a lot of things in that area. So to me, there's that spectrum um, in, in regards of um, social, emotional and uh, mental health. So when we, uh, I know that you've done your own research mm-hmm. on uh, what successful students do. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that, about that research and maybe how it ties into uh, social emotional learning? Yeah, sure, for sure. So one of the things that um, really the research has shown is um, that there's a lot of barriers to students' ability to be successful in school. And, let, and let's just let's just define success in school by you know, doing well and earning good grades. Um, because that's kind of what most people think of, you know, what does a successful student do and what's their grade point average, which we, most of us know that there's so much more than to success and just your grade point average. But um, what we really are starting to see is that um, some students struggle um, with doing well in school, be it their grade point average or being involved in extracurricular activities um, because of some of the challenges they find in regards to some social emotional learning needs or their mental health needs. So, um, some of the things, and, and you're right, I did some really great research and really enjoyed that research with students and, and talked to them mostly about why they were finding success in school, be it a, you know, a, a solid grade point average, or they were just really enjoying school as an experience in general. And some of the things that popped in my research were, were kids that who really just know um, how to set goals, how to create a plan to get to those goals. Um, wellness is huge, that wellness foundation as far as sleep and nutrition, um, and water and um, getting involved with things outside of the schoolhouse and relationships is so monumental to the success of students. Um, so a lot of my research really came up around kids that would just talk to, you know what, I do pretty well because I, I monitor my sleep. Um, I take care of you know what I put in my body. Um, I'm involved in extracurricular activities. I get regular exercise. Um, so that was fascinating um, how important wellness is, which I think as adults, we know that. Um, so it was really kind of great to see a lot of students being able to wrap their head around that and identify that as, as something that is important. Um, other things that popped in my research were things like how important it is who you surround yourself with, who you spend your time with. Um, you know, there, there's a saying that says you are most like the five people you spend the most time with. Um, and kids would talk about that and kids would say, um, you know, the group that I'm with is, is pretty highly motivated. They're involved in, in school. And um, so I just kind of do what my friends do. And, and then on the, in the same breath, I, I found a lot of students who said, hey, I have some friends that aren't making great choices and they don't really do anything. Um, they're not really motivated. And I'm kind of finding myself doing the same thing they are. Um, and so that was another piece of it. Um, I think also one of the big pieces, and you'll see this in a lot of the research um, um, on adults, is is having a mentor in your life, somebody who's down further down the road who can kind of look at you and say, hey, listen, you might want to think about going this way or, or watch this pitfall. Um, but having that positive adult or even just um, somebody a little bit um, older and a little bit maybe wiser uh, who can can help you with your journey and say, you know what? Yeah, being a sophomore is tough. There's nothing wrong with you that, that, that you think and feel uh, that school might be challenging because it is. So I, I would say, Scott, you know, without going into a huge, um, I could be here for days to talk about that great research on those kids, but it was really about that wellness foundation, how important it is that kids take care of themselves. Um, second of all, who they surround themselves with. Um, and, and then having a positive role model in their in their lives. Social emotional learning. This sounds this sounds like something that that really is uh, 
the school administrator's responsibility. But what role does the school board member have in social emotional learning? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I kind of took a deep breath there when you said it's the, it's the principal. I used to be a building principal. And, and so for you to say that, yes, absolutely. Um, building administrators um, do have a key role in, in making sure um, that there are opportunities and curriculum um, available to students around social emotional learning and also making sure that students in the building who have mental health um, needs and, and, and questions and issues um, know what those resources are. To me, the board um, has a, a really crucial um part um, in this, um, what I would consider a relationship um, of supporting students. Because if you think about it, board members' responsibilities is to govern their districts, correct? So they're making decisions and having very important discussions with superintendents and treasurers and, and listening to their communities and, and really making decisions about where resources are being allocated and what the focus of the district is going to be. Um, and I just think it's really imperative that board members um, are educated and um, knowledgeable about the needs of the students that are walking into the hallways of the schools they are governing. And so I don't think that um, supporting students' social, emotional, and mental health needs falls in one person's uh, lap or one person's responsibility. It's not just the building of principals. It's not just the counselors. It's not just the board. It's this beautiful kind of, it raised, you know, it takes a village to raise as a child kind of philosophy that it takes all of them in that community um, to support those students. And so, um, but I do believe that, you know, it's so important that those board members are at that table, have a voice and actually have an ear on, um, what's going on with students. I want to talk finally, uh, an important date coming up February 25th in Columbus, uh, OSBA collaborating with, uh, what, 20 other, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. organizations for a mental health and social emotional learning summit. Tell me a little bit about this and why is it important? Because we're, we're reaching out to, uh, this is really for everyone, for school board members, for the school administrator, to counselors, to teachers, and it's free. And, and there's going to be a lot of information. Just give our audience an idea of why they should be at this free event on February 25th. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this event. And, and so here's, here's kind of um, how this grassroots idea came about. Uh, we, we really do a, what I believe a good job at OSBA is listening to our needs of our members. And um, one of the things that a lot of our board members and superintendents and building principals have talked about is this need to support social, emotional um, learning needs and mental health needs of their students. If you look big picture, I mean, the state ODE has come out with social emotional learning standards. The governor has, has, has provided wellness funds. Um, and, and so this is really, you know, if you want to say a hot topic in education right now, I like to say it's a really needed topic for our students to be successful. And so what we've done is we have created this day, like you mentioned, on February 25th at the convention center. It is free and it is free for everyone who works with students and works with um, uh, children and, and even adults who um, need support, uh, we have a lot of um, health um, professionals that will be attending this. We have counselors, principals, teachers, uh, community members um, to come down for a day. And we are going to have um, breakout sessions. And these breakout sessions are going to have experts talking about topics like eating disorders and maybe how to identify students who may be possibly um, 
you have depression or anxiety. Um, we're going to have sessions on suicide and, and, and how to make sure that you can communicate how that information to your community and to your students if they find themselves in that dark place. Um, we have uh, schools coming in to talk about what they've done with their um, social emotional learning standards. And so we just really have some really great breakout sessions, um, what we believe um, from experts to people who are actually implementing things in their districts and in their classrooms and seeing really great results with students. So we invite everyone to join us um, and just, you know, supporting students is such an on going effort. It's, and, and, and this is not going to be, Scott, what I'm kind of excited about. This is not going to be just a one and done. You know, after February 25th, we can't just think that we're going to go back and um, and be able to provide everything that our students need in order to be successful. So we are going to actually make doing some ongoing things here at OSVA um, to keep this group together, keep this momentum going, making sure people have resources at their finger, make sure we're giving them an opportunity to collaborate and share and reflect um, and just really do everything that we can um, to support our students. Again, it's uh, February 25th, Social Emotional, or it's the Mental Health and Social Emotional Learning Summit. OSBA, nearly 20 other organizations, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the Heart Department of Education, like you mentioned, the governor. Children's, uh, yeah, Children's uh, Hospital, NAMI. Mm-hmm. So quite a, a list of uh, participants yeah. and, and a lot of great information that you're going to learn. Yeah. You want to learn more about the, uh, the summit? Uh, you can check out our website at ohioschoolboards.org. You can register for this free summit there. Again, February 25th, a day-long summit. Kathy, thank you for joining us. I appreciate all your information. Hey, you know what? Thank you for giving this opportunity. I look forward to seeing everybody on February 25th. And thank you all for all you do for our students.